Last week, Turkey approved Sweden to become a member of NATO. Out of 31 member nations, Hungary now is the only member yet to approve of the application. Hungary and its President Viktor Orban are some of Russia's safest allies in Europe. What does this mean for the war in Ukraine? Dominic Giles asked Dr Matthew Sussex, Adjunct Associate Professor at the Griffith Asia Institute, what is the relationship between Hungary and Russia? Uh, Look, it's uh, one that has remained close in spite of the rest of the members of the EU preferring it didn't. Uh, Viktor Orban is a well-known populist nationalist, uh, leader who gets on well with Putin, um, and uh, you know Hungary continues to to have you know, not just sort of cultural ties but also economic links to Russia. Um, so Hungary is, is for a long time been kind of the odd one out when it comes to European Union and other NATO members on on the war in Ukraine, uh, and that's why uh, it, it's been guilty in the past of uh, of trying to drag its feet uh, and hold up things like aid supplies, hold up decisions over you know, the supply of military equipment and so forth. And, uh, you know, Budapest is uh, is now probably starting to test the patience of, of the rest of the EU members. Last week, Turkey accepted Sweden's application to be in NATO, making Hungary the last holdout. Why can't NATO accept Sweden with 30 out of 31 members' approval? And what reasons does Hungary give for dragging its feet on this decision? Ah, well, you know, the simple reason that uh, NATO can't admit uh, Sweden with with uh, 30 and not 31, is that NATO operates on a consensus basis. So everybody has to agree, uh, and everybody, every member state uh, of NATO has the power of veto. In terms of uh, in terms of Hungary, uh, it does look as though again Orbán has been you know seeing what he can get out of uh, out of dragging the chain. Um, his suggestion uh, most recently was that Sweden should negotiate. With Hungary for its uh, its seal of approval, um, something that really didn't go down very well in Stockholm uh, and in, uh, in in most of the NATO capitals. Hypothetically, if NATO decides that Hungary is dragging its feet too much and they want want them out, what is the process of getting a member ejected from NATO? Yeah, well, again, if you wanted to to eject someone from NATO, you'd need all the other members uh, agreeing. Uh, to do that, and the process for you know someone for someone leaving nation leaving NATO isn't something that really has been uh, has been tested before. There are more levers that can be used, I think, to to sway uh, you know Hungary's politics and position uh, within the European Union, and that's why we've seen moves over the last few days, uh, you know, sort of veiled hints about what the European Union could do to Hungary's economy if it continues to, uh, uh, to drag its feet. Um, and, uh, and more than that, that uh, you know, it might uh, even exercise uh, part of its uh, founding treaty, Article 7, which is to uh, spend Hungary's voting rights in the EU. Yesterday, Hungary said that it was open to using $50 billion of the EU's budget for aid with some caveats. Uh, what does caveats mean? Well, the caveats that, that Hungary wants is to review the aid every 12 months. And that's a bit of a problem because Hungary is due to inherit the presidency of the European Council fairly soon. So it could de facto dictate the agenda of that aid um, and make it very, very difficult for it to get through to Ukraine when it was in the presidency. So ultimately, you know, it, its view is if 
we agree to this aid package and it's over four years, then they're going to have to implement it while they've got, uh, you know, an important role within the EU Council of Europe. So uh, I think the, the, the what the Hungarians are doing here again is to, to try and demonstrate that they continue to have a close relationship with Vladimir Putin and Moscow and are prepared to try and hold up things within the EU process. Um, whether or not it comes to pass, that, that happens. It's often been the case that Orban has blinked uh, at the last minute um, and, and certainly still a, very much a live possibility here. But if it does come to pass, then um, you know, there'll probably be a bit of a crisis within EU decision-making. From the outside, it's looking like Hungary is playing both sides of this conflict. Could this backfire? Oh, look, it could backfire on, in two ways. One is that uh, putting lots and lots of pressure on Hungary and threatening to, to cripple its economy uh, or damage its economy could backfire domestically in terms of strengthening support for Viktor Orban. Um, that's certainly something that, that's happened in the past. But on the flip side, Orban himself doesn't want to overplay his hand because in the past, over the last you know few years, couple of years or so, he's kind of been the de facto leader of a, you wouldn't say anti-EU, but uh, anti-centralisation within the EU bloc, um, known as the sort of Visegrad bloc. And it's been over, and since, well, it's been since the, uh, the, the war in Ukraine uh, really, really got kicked into gear that Orban has found himself fairly sidelined. So if he continues to hold up aid, he is going to find himself with, you know, 26 other members of the European Union vehemently disagreeing with his position and, uh, you know, starting to look at what they can do to, to inflict damage on him politically. Dr Matthew Sussex, Adjunct Associate Professor at Griffith Asia Institute, speaking there with Dominic Giles.